This is the Member Maker Podcast presented by Memberspace. Each episode, we'll be interviewing entrepreneurs focused on building an audience and growing their membership business. Our guest today is Joan Butts of Joan Butts Bridge. Joan offers an online bridge card game improvement course, workshop events, and other resources to help practice and build skills to use at the bridge table. All right, Joan. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate you taking some time. Oh, my pleasure. All right. So we'll just jump right in. Um, How did you start jonesbuttsbridge.com? Well, Ward, I've been going for quite a long time. I've been teaching for about 30 years. And um, it started by having a bridge club, a real life bridge club. And then I was offered a job to train teachers in how to teach all around Australia. So that meant that I travelled a lot more and met a lot more people. And I was interested in a friend of mine's online game because it made sense that I could harness all the people I was meeting um, who were at their own bridge clubs and offer them something online. So that's how it started. And at first, um, I had no control over my database. So at first, I tried some online lessons with a friend who controlled the database. But really, it ended up with so many clicks, the poor old middle-aged people who are the majority of my market, because a lot of people who play bridge all over the world are in their 50s and 60s. So they were having so much trouble that it was really not helping my site at all. It was more helping uh, the other person's site. And I was unable to control my database. So that was the biggest problem. And uh, then I hired a girl who started off as a social media person, but she's ended up um, being my web designer, a digital marketer, now publishes, now does a lot with my books and has become extremely valuable to me. And she looked at my site and she said, I don't like the look of it. I want to um, rebuild it. So I said, oh, go ahead. So we built it in Squarespace. And then she discovered that she could write all of the game and all of what I wanted on my site. And then she approached me and said, I like the look of member space. She said, I think this is how we'll keep our database and various other things. So only in August last year, it's been going for a little bit more than a year, I launched my own product. And always my goal in teaching has been to set up a curriculum Many people are taught bridge in a really bad way in that it's they become overwhelmed with too many things they don't need to know. So I believed in having a structured approach and taking a little bit at a time. And that was a dream of mine. So working with Kate and having member space has been an amazing way for me to slowly but surely build a curriculum and to have people actually playing bridge online with robots. Cool. So let me, let me kind of just pause, uh, pause right there. So, um, so you start out these bridge clubs and, and that's kind of where you initially built up an audience of people. Like how, how did people even know about your website, I guess, is my question. Well, I have been doing things and writing books for a long time. So I think my, I was quite well known 
and it was all to do with uh, marketing online really but the the way that I built people up was by doing lessons at different real life bridge clubs and realizing I wanted to link them online and to let them play and communicate with each other online all around Australia so yeah that's how it started so when you're when you're doing these you know the the various books you've written when you're doing these bridge clubs are you collecting email addresses yes i used to uh, but now I just refer them back to my website and there's a way that they can just join. So at the moment we have a structure. There are quite a few thousand people on it where they choose to be a free member of my site and this is where uh, member space helps very much that I can see all my free members but then they have a look. We give them a sample online. The big thing is that they can actually play a bridge hand. There are quite a few online bridge sites, but uh, not all of them allow the person to sit at their computer and play a bridge hand. And what I do is I say maybe you could have played this way or that way and I offer hints. Um, so I, in my going around lessons, I'd give them my email and I'd give them my website and they would have a look at it because we offered a free lesson that they could have a try out. Right, I see. Yeah, so why don't we dive into your pricing then a little bit. So I'm on, I'm on your site, I'm on your pricing page, and it looks like you offer a gold plan, which is $15 a month. Um, you offer, within that, there's also a long-term version, which is paying for six months at a time, where people save uh, $5, or paying annually, where they receive a month free. Uh, you then have a silver membership, which is $10 a month, uh, and that's the only option. And then there's also a free membership, like you mentioned. And then each one of these, there's different um, different things that are included and not included. And we don't we don't really need to dive too much into the details of, of you know what you're providing so much, because uh, from our audience perspective, what they're probably more curious about is is the pricing and, and the decisions and strategies that went into that. So how did you come up with that gold price, the silver price, and the free? Well, at first I was quite anxious because there's an awful lot of free lessons and free stuff for Bridge online. Um, but people I respected said, Joan, you can charge because people will want your lessons. So we decided that in order to give them a bit of a taste, we would offer that free membership. Um, there was no particular reason why it was $15 a month for gold or $10 for silver. Um, it was just I had no idea of what they would pay. But I think people can get a lot on the internet that's not very expensive. So the way we say it is that you can play bridge constantly for less than a cup of coffee a week. Um, and they do get a lot for the gold, gold membership. They do receive all my lessons, which are building up into a big library. And for the silver, they can play. They could sit and play hands, maybe a hundred hands a day, and they could play them. They can see how they went. Um, so the pricing was sort of random. We were just testing the market, and um, we will look at it again when we need to. You mentioned that the pricing is essentially random, um, but obviously it's working well enough. I assume for you to pay your bills, to pay any your employee or employees. 
since I started in a little over a year, it's actually become my primary source of income. And I had five or six different sources of income over 30 years. So it's grown very rapidly. Um, Yeah, I think the main thing is that I've, well, I know that my lessons are good and I know that they are what people are looking for. Apparently they must be. Um, But also member space gives me the ability to control my own member structure and I can control my database and I can it's fascinating for me to go on to your site onto my site I suppose in member space and see where my members are coming from that's for me it's amazing (laughs) great Um, so are you considering changing the price like increasing it decreasing it playing with different plan limits and such in the future or you you think you're going to be good for for a while uh I think perhaps I could increase the price. I'm not saying that in a tough business manner, but each week I spend a lot of time releasing a new lesson and people have a lot that they could do um, on that lesson and it takes quite a lot to put it together. So I wanted people to join as gold members and interestingly, Again, I can see that on member space. I can see all my gold members. There are the huge majority of my members are gold. They get the lessons. So that's what that's what people must be wanting. The silver can pl- just play constantly. So I think that in the long run, I will probably um, raise the price a little of my gold membership. Yeah, because that's something we play with a lot too—is pricing and you know, you know, where to increase it, where not to. What, you know, because there's always pros and cons to changing the price. Um, but it's it, you know, sometimes having too low a price can attract the wrong kind of customer. You know, you can get you know having having a, the pricing where it's uh, maybe free. Uh, sometimes that's good for for getting initial traction and getting people in the door, and then maybe convincing them to upgrade to one of the paid plans. But sometimes, depending on the nature of your business that can lead to way too much support. Like if you get too many people on the free plan, now you're spending all your time supporting people who aren't even paying you. You don't have enough time for your content or your paying members. So it's kind of a, a slippery thing to figure out pricing. It's never quite finished. It's, it's, it's always kind of half guess. So I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm sure that it's the, you know, the worry, as I said, my, my concern was, oh, they can get everything for free. Why would they want to pay for me? You know, um, but now I get a lot of really good comments about um, the structure of the lessons and I don't think there are many other places um, anywhere that put things together in the same way. So I'm, <laughs> I guess you could say I'm gaining confidence with what I'm offering and um, I don't necessarily want to put prices up if I can manage well without it, but um, I would, you're right, I would happily... Uh, I would like, one of our big goals is converting naturally the free members to become gold members. So we offer them monthly hands that they can actually play and I do an analysis of the hand and quite a few join up. I can see it in member space. In the first day of every month, we can see a spike in members joining because uh, the challenge hand, we call it, goes out to five. 5,000 people and they say, oh, we like this, well, we might give it a go. The other good thing is that they can join for a month and then cancel and 
if they just simply go to my account, they can cancel easily themselves. Uh, remember that a lot of my members are middle-aged people. They're not young. They're not always good with using computers. And uh, we need to concentrate a lot on support. And part of it is um, if they wish to cancel at the end of a month, making it simple and clear that they can go to my account. And I think Member Space have done that very well in that it's so clear if they want to not continue, they just press the button. Um, we do get a lot of support questions about many basic things to do with computers and playing online. So it is very important that the site is designed very simply and clearly and I believe it is now. So, okay, so let me uh, kind of go backwards in time then. So you, after, you know, having various books, going to bridge clubs, uh, realizing that there's probably a, a market here to do something online, you launch your site, you have the ability to have people play online on your site. How did you go about getting your initial sales? Um, did you, was it just simply sending an email out to the people you've built up on your list over time and telling people at bridge clubs? Well, yes, I had a pretty good database anyway. So we we just made a special offer. We just launched it, launched the idea of my online school of bridge. We sent a big email because, remember, I'd built up a lot over a number of years, so it wasn't as if I was starting from the beginning. Uh, we just offered them they could come onto the site and test and play some, one for free and each week it's been growing, each week. I don't think there's been one week that it has not con not just grown. So that was our main, our main campaign was just doing a Facebook and an email campaign. We do work on Facebook as well. Every Friday, for example, a hand from the lesson goes up on Facebook and it's really good. It's increasing the numbers of people who make a comment and say what they would do on the hand and now one of the great things is that expert bridge players come into that and give their advice too. So it's very much becoming interactive. Mm. So yeah, let's dive into that then. So with the you post uh, hands on Facebook. Do you, do you post on any other social media platforms? Um, yeah, we've just started on Instagram as well. Okay. And uh, we have it's in that's increasing people can just make their comments they say oh I do this and I do that and then one talks to the other and then in comes an expert and you see in the world of bridge average players or beginners would never have access to experts it's they might play against them but they wouldn't have real access to the advice of experts so this is a great way to do it and I've always had a goal of making the game of bridge look beautiful and I believe my site has, has done that and we have on Instagram we've got various funny sayings and photos from years ago in the States, for example, because bridge started pretty much in America and uh, the look of my Instagram account to me is absolutely beautiful. Of course, I had photos of my members at bridge holidays and when I give talks at bridge clubs, they all go up there as well. But I think it's the interaction on Facebook that's rather good. 
yeah, it's good. It sounds like you have a real uh, active community who's really engaged with this. Um, so what, what other ways are you, are you, are you marketing? Are, are you getting people to be, be aware of you or is it right or right now? Is it pretty much posting on social media, uh, emailing your, your free members and then nat- naturally people just coming to the site and signing up or is there any other channels or, or strategies you're doing right now? Not really. The challenge hand goes out once a month to 5,000 people. I also have um, a, a teacher's site and I'm building products from my online to offer to teachers, but that's sort of another area. Uh, they can all play my book hands, so they love to do that. Um, no, there's not very much else. It, it, we are now starting to market. We're starting a Facebook campaign to increase our American market because at first I obviously started pretty much locally, but now that I look um, in member space at where my members are coming from, I find they're coming from all over the world. <laughs> right. That's, that's the beauty of online, right? It's amazing. It's truly, yeah. truly amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So uh, so it sounds like you have the, the marketing and, and the sales sort of dialed in right now. It's in, like you said, you're growing every week. So that's that's awesome. Congrats. Um, what what are you one thing that a lot of people struggle with aside from sales and, and initial growth is is uh, reducing cancellations and and keeping and uh, also reducing the number of people who ask for refunds because of various reasons what, what kind of what, what's been your experience with that so far do you have any tips for people i think the better the support people can get i don't think we can ever underestimate the difficulty of moving to a website and the anxiety that people feel when they're trying to use it. So with our middle-aged sort of mature, I suppose you could call it, database, they're going to have a lot of basic anxieties and questions about how to use the site. So I would say the better the support, the more honest the support is, the better. Um, And I notice that I, I read a lot of the reasons for cancelling and I'm very pleased because they often, they're not bad reasons. You know, they say, thank you, I'm going overseas, I won't use it for a few months but I'll restart when I get back. Um, so I think being there for them and knowing that their questions will be answered quickly, I think that's a huge part of it because If someone is enjoying what they're doing, like playing a game of bridge online and suddenly they can't get there, get on again, they are very frustrated. And that sometimes, as I say, they're mature people who have got a lot of time in the day to do it. So the faster support can get to them and fix their problem and answer, the better. Because they, you know, they try, they don't get an answer, they try again. They say this is no good and they cancel. So that's what happens without good, quick support. And my, I have Kate, who is my, I suppose you could say she's my everything, my web designer, my um, social media person. She's my support as well. So we actually are having reasons for cancellations and examining them becomes quite a good research thing because we can see what we need to be changing and we are changing all the time based on what the customer is telling me. Right. So are you, is, it, is it just you and Kate? Is that, is that the entire team? Uh, I do have um, someone who puts together the videos for me. 
So when I do a lesson every week, there's a main video, then there are four hands they can play, and there's a review video. But apart from that, it's Kate and me. That's great. And Kate handles 100% of the support, or do you jump in? 100%. Have you ever handled the support, or has it always been her? Oh, well, sometimes they come to me. Sometimes they come in through Squarespace. Sometimes I see them. If they're relevant to me, because remember, they're asking a lot of bridge questions too. So anything that's relevant to me comes to me because there are uh, three different people, emails they can use. So, oh, yes, I'd say I'm quite involved with the support, but it's mainly Kate who gives them the technical advice of not just switching on and off your computer, but she actually, I think this is terribly important, Ward, that the person who's there is the support person explains to them really nicely and gives them a personal sort of email and they feel a lot better after that, even if their problem is not solved immediately. To think someone's there to help and gets to them and discusses uh, is really important and Kate's marvellous at that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, our, our, that's a big part of our support too. We, we really try to emphasize, you know, being kind, being empathetic. Um, you know, people people at various levels of, of technical proficiency. Um, you don't know what's going on in their life that day. They might be rushed. You know, you, you don't know what their what the context is when they're asking a question. And so, just to be to be kind, calm, patient with every person. Uh, be friendly in your response. It, 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 it makes all the, it makes all the difference. And just like you said, even when your response is, Oh, something's broken or, Oh, we can't do that. Or, Oh, we can't fix that. It, mm. it does, the way, the way you, you right, say it. right. The way you say it uh, matters so much. And, and what we found, and I'm, I don't know if you, you feel the same way when, when you when people have positive interactions and then have multiple positive interactions with you, they sort of become salespeople for you. They, they go out of their way to tell other people about you and about what you provide and that you should sign up and pay for that thing too. And then, so then you get more customers. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And especially with my business, Bridge is played with partners. So they all have partners that they talk to. And the more I can offer in terms of partnerships and helping them, the more their partners join. So that's rather good. And then they talk about their they talk about it at the bridge club. I think one of the great things is the look of the site and the fact that, say, with member space, it's the simplicity of being able to use it, you know, um, and the clarity of being able to go to my account, you know, and say, do I want to continue? Do I want to upgrade, um, etc. It's being it's avoiding the anxiety by making it look very straightforward. Yeah, I, I, uh, having a nicely designed and simple and simple website uh, for folks listening out there, it really should be a priority um, of your business. If, if you're not a designer by trade, um, you know, maybe for the very, very first version, you could launch without without being a professional designer. But if you want to get any kind of real traction and get any kind of serious revenue coming from your business, it needs to look professional, uh, the website. So it's, it's something worth investing in for sure. Well, I actually believe the older I get that, you know, you just should pay for the best because you'll get the best. And um, it's just a tiny little probably aside, but maybe um, 20 years ago I needed to get business cards and I wanted to look at my branding and my logo. And a friend of mine said, look, pay the price, go to this person, they are the best. Well, they created the most beautiful business card which then 
one corporate identity of the year in my state out of the blue for their design. And I have never, ever um, been sorry that I paid extra or what I thought at the time was a lot for this because wherever I go, they make a comment. And when I was dealing with Kate and talking about the creation of the online school of Bridge and the look of my site, she took the logo and that's our sort of, that's become our branding and everybody comments on my business card and my branding and my logo. So it's really good for business to go to the best. I really think it is because they know what they're doing. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a good place to end on. Did you have anything else you wanted to share, Joan? No, I'd just like to say I think thanks to Member Space for how you've allowed me to see so much and to have such control of my database and even the little bit that you offer with the saving and recovering of money. For me, as the business founder, it's very um, comforting to know that or to think that someone, another company like Memberspace, is actually working on, you know, or looking at, we've recovered this, we've saved that, we've, you know, that's very helpful for me. Awesome. Happy to hear it. Well, thanks again for the time. Okay, good. Bye, Ward. All the best. The Member Maker Podcast has been brought to you by Memberspace, the software that helps you turn your audience into a membership business. You can learn more by visiting memberspace.com.